in my opinion, it's all mental attitude and thinking, you know, that you're going to hear no a thousand times. Shit is going to go wrong. You know, I mean, those are the true trials. So I, I don't know if I'm giving you one answer, but it's really grit. It's just yeah. not giving up and convincing yourself that it's going to work and just imagine it in the future and then finding a way to make it work. Welcome to Fascinating Entrepreneurs. How do people end up becoming an entrepreneur? How do they scale and grow their businesses? How do they plan for profit? Are they in it for life or are they building to exit? These and a myriad of other topics will be discussed to pull back the veil on the wizardry of successful and fascinating entrepreneurs. My book, Relentless, is now available everywhere books can be bought online, including Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. Try your local indie bookstore too, and if they don't have it, they can order it. Just ask them. The reviews are streaming in, and I'm so thankful for the positive feedback, as well as hearing from people that my memoir has impacted them positively. It is not enough to be resilient. You have to be relentless. You can go to therelentlessbook.com for more information. Thank you so much. Corey Bangston is the founder of Skyshare, a private jet company that saves their clients time and gets them back to their families faster. We talk about how his team is structured, their strategy for growth, and just who is flying private in this current economy. Now let's get right into it. So we are a private jet company. Our headquarters are here in Utah. We've got a couple different facets within the company, but we do private charters. So if someone wanted to just charter an airplane for the weekend with their friends and go to Vegas or a business meeting, what have you, they can call us and we can help them with either our aircraft or we have a lot of colleagues that we work with and we can use other people's aircraft as well. And then we also have a fractional program. So that's like a timeshare where you buy a portion of one aircraft and then you have access to the entire fleet. And then we also do full aircraft sales management and charter. So we're a boutique private jet company that really works with the clients and figures out which avenue is the very best way for them to fly. And then we kind of help them achieve their goals. I was able to hear a little bit about your story at the Genius Network Mastermind that we both belong to. Can you tell me a bit about what private jet flying means to you and why it is meaningful to you? Yeah. First, like, it's my biggest passion. I absolutely just love airplanes. I wanted to be a pilot since I was in high school and then actually got in the car industry and I stumbled into that. And it was just going to be a one or two year deal and ended up being in the industry for about 15 years owning a couple of car dealerships, but always wanted to get back into flying. I just think there's this beautiful freedom when it comes to being able to get an airplane, especially I'm a pilot. So I love flying the airplanes and piloting the airplane. And just when those wheels leave the ground, it's like all of your problems and everything else also leaves the ground. And so what flying private for me ultimately means is it's ultimate freedom. And we're able to help many of our clients, and it's helped me personally achieve their goals, whether it's spending more quality time with our family, creating these epic, amazing experiences, because I promise you, nobody does not like walking up the doors of a private jet. I mean, avoiding all the TSA, all the lines, you drive up to the jet, you walk up and you take off. It's just an incredible experience. And a lot of our clients, they use them as business tools too. And so 
my most favorite part of my job is when I'm working with a client and I'm piloting them and they're sitting in the right seat and I get to talk to these different CEOs and learn about their story and how these awesome, sexy time machines we call airplanes can help them grow their business as well as give them a better quality of life, spend more time with their family. So I don't know. I guess I'm pretty lucky because I've I've been so passionate about airplanes in general that now I can combine my profession and my career with something that I absolutely love. And what is the target demographic? Who are your clients? Are they mega billionaires? Are they mega millionaires? Are they startups? Who could consider private jet flying? Uh, Great question. Flying private is crazy expensive. Like it's never going to pencil out if you just compare it to flying first class and on Delta or what have you. Until you take in consideration what your time is worth. And for the C-level executives on medium to large size companies, you know, probably most of our companies are that we do business with are doing 50 million in revenue or more, I would say. That's our client. Our perfect demographic is one of two people. One, it's the business owner or C-level suite that has multiple remote locations and they want to be able to go visit those. And so what would take them a week to do via the airlines, we can do in a day or two days. We can visit three, four days, correction, three or four cities in a day and have them home for dinner with their family. And then the other, that's probably 60% of our flying is for business people. The other 40% is for the people that have worked really hard that can afford to not fly via the airlines and use it to go to their lake house or to golfing up to Bannon Dunes or take it to Hawaii, more of the vacation lifestyle type of flying. You are a pilot and you sometimes fly these people, but that is not your core role at the company, is it? It's not the core role. I I founded the company 14 years ago. It's actually 14 years ago this month. So we're celebrating that. And it's taken a long time and a lot of hard work and a lot of sweat to get to where we're at right now. And so I handle most of the sales. I run the sales team and work intimately with all of the clients coming in on the fractional or looking to buy and sell an aircraft. And then I recently brought in a a business partner, Tommy, a couple of years ago, has been just a godsend, one of the smartest humans I've ever met. And so he runs the whole finance side and HR and operations. And so between the two of us, we're doing pretty good. So That's so great you found an operational integrator to your visionary, whimsical CEO brain, right? And you're using the exact language we talk every day. So we're an EOS company. And so he is the most amazing integrator and I'm all visionary. I'm all looking forward and trying to figure it out and then helping the sales team when I can. And so I guess that that was when your company really ignited and took off in a different direction as far as trajectory. 100%. And it would have been three years ago. So luckily, Tommy, my partner, I've known since seventh grade. We grew up together as friends. And he went and did corporate America. Again, one of the smartest humans I've ever met and and C-level executive on some very big corporations and then was doing consulting. But I had grown this company and that would have been eight years I had it. But we just hit this new streak of where we were getting really busy. I came up with the idea of the fractional program and buying our charter certificate. And so we were on this amazing growth, but it was like I was drowning. It was above my skill set in a lot of areas. I'm like a salesman and a visionary and not really good at the cleanup and the follow through and all that stuff. So I called Tommy and I said, 
Tommy, just, I need to go to lunch with you. I just need to pick your brain for a little bit. And I took my financials and for about a year, he consulted for free just to help me. And I was like, I just feel like I'm drowning. Thank God for those seventh grade friendships. Oh my God, seriously. (laughs) And I was hoping that during this time that he could see that we were just on this awesome, like we had incredible momentum and he did. And I said, okay, are we going to do this? Like, let's partner up on this company and let's really take it to the next level. And with the combination of bringing Tommy in, the combination of before Tommy, we didn't even have an org chart, but if there was an org chart, it would have been me and 17 people reporting to me, which obviously not scalable at all. With his help and then getting really structured, I'm a fan of the EOS system and we run our business very tight within their recommendations and it's just been incredible. And, and then we're lucky, like COVID during the time it hit was the scariest thing that's ever happened. Like we had all these airplanes and all these pilots and everything was just grounded. And I didn't know if we were going to make it through it for a little bit, but then coming out of that, and we had this, we had this saying within the company, we're not just going to survive, we're going to thrive through COVID. And we just, it was a mantra. We just kept saying the goal is not to let go any of our managers and any of our pilots. And we didn't. And then coming out of COVID, it's like all these people now that had the means to fly private but didn't justify it before. They didn't want to go get in a tube with 400 other people. So they were looking at ways to fly private. And so it's just been this awesome ride since. How quickly after the pandemic set in and it was clear that it wasn't going to be just two weeks. Right. Did that fuel the rest of like that inertia? It was probably a good six months. And then as soon as people felt safe to get out of their house and start moving again, then it was like, okay, I would rather charter that airplane and just have it me and my family and nobody else would be able to avoid all the lines and TSA and all, and whatnot. So yeah, to answer your question, about six months. And then it's just, it's been crazy. Now it's interesting. We go into this year, we're definitely feeling a little bit of slowing. There's been a couple of our big competitors that just actually shut their doors in, in the last few weeks. Do I hear an acquisition about to happen? Not yet, but we're going to do it the right way. Are you a published author? Have you always thought you had a book inside of you? Have other people told you you've got to write a book? If so, I highly suggest you work with us at Poignant Press. We can help you write, figure out the best publishing path, and market your book to a bestseller status. Go to poignantpress.com. That's P-O-I-G-N-A-N-T press.com. How do you market to this demo? They're easy to find, right? If they've got a business at that level, you can find them, you get their information. So I won't ask you how you source them, but how do you get their attention? Yeah, great question. Because they're easy to know who they are, but they're incredibly difficult to actually connect with. You know, they've got many gatekeepers to get up to it. We track our advertising and 60% of our new business is all through referral or repeat clients. And so what our secret sauce is, one of our core values is deliver the wow. And although we're not perfect, we still stumble and make mistakes and whatnot. We really try and put our best foot forward and and deliver this incredible experience because that's what I believe. What Our business is more of an experience business and we're just using these sexy airplanes to deliver that experience. So we've been really fortunate that again, more than half our business has come from referrals. We do do the normal other advertising. We're on social media. We do a lot of networking. So the different networking clubs like 
um, Genius Network, and I'm in a couple other YPO and stuff like that. But that's more personal development, I would say YPO is. And then we do some sponsorships like on high-end golf tournaments. We've done, we've been out to Pebble Beach a bunch and we'll put up a hole-in-one where they hit the hole-in-one, they get a trip in the Gulf Stream or something like and that. And how many times has that happened? No one's got the hole-in-one on, <laughs> which I hope they do. I insure it. So I'm like, yeah, hit it. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. So the planes, private jet for me, if I'm thinking about like, where do I see them? I see them online with people like posing in them with their cigars and outside and they're all glammed up. Is that an expectation people should have? Or is that like really special, like rigging up your touring RV, totally different situation? Yeah. These are very normal people. At least most they're of our They're not trying clients, to do a photo shoot in there? No. Most <laughs> of our clients actually don't want to be seen on the airplane. Some of our younger clients, they're a little bit more, you know, the selfie and posted on their Instagram and whatnot. But 90% of our clients, this is for privacy and to grow their business and just create experience for the people they love. So it's, yeah, very discreet a lot of times. Drive right up the airplane and get yeah. on. Are you marketing to or do you get requests from, like I was just talking about a headline artist that we brought in for an event yesterday. A lot of the headline talent that we book flies private when they can yeah. or when they've negotiated do they know about your company yeah we work with a lot of skipper agents and so we actually have four i can't say which ones but four big bands that you would definitely hear of that we fly around all the time mm -hmm. there is some of those celebrities that we but again really it's a business tool they're flying to their concerts. They, right. As soon as the concert's done, they're quietly going to the FBO and getting in the airplane and heading home. On our charter side, we'll do some celebrities just once in a while. But again, our core business, it's really the entrepreneur, or the business owner, or the C-level executive that's using it as a tool and then using it to create experiences with their family. Right. Let's talk about your team. So earlier, you had talked about yourself as a visionary. 17 people. That's really common, actually, until you start building an executive team or the levels of management. What does it look like today? What is your management team comprised of? So we have six people, including myself, that sit on the leadership team. And then underneath them, there's a layer of directors. And so we're just about 100 employees right now, which is crazy because four years ago, we were at 20, you know, 20. Yeah, that's crazy growth. And, and so on that C-suite, is it CEO, COO, CFO, CMO? Can you walk me through yeah. that? Right now, we have myself as the CEO, Tommy's the president, and then we have the other four that are vice presidents. Mm. I believe that there's a lot of companies that'll give the C-level titles just a little premature, you know, and so we're close to that. I think the yeah. next step, I don't know if I want to attach a revenue yeah. amount to it, but the next yeah. step would be that that would be... Uh, chief marketing. And then we have, so right now we currently have a vice president of maintenance, vice president of brand and marketing, vice president of business development, and then vice president of flight operations. Good. See, yeah. we always learn something on these. Um, what do you attribute to your success? If you just were like to close your eyes and think back for the last over a decade that you've had this, you're a small business, you've made it through. There was some crazy statistic that, you know, small businesses, they have a hard time staying alive after even just a, a year or two. So if you can imagine what that could be for you, 
the, just yeah. the success of staying open, but now you're scaling and growing. I would say number one is like, I'm always trying to learn. Mm-hmm. I didn't do have any formal college education. I went right out of high school to selling cars and then into this, but I probably listened to 90 books a year. Like I'm always, instead of listening to the radio every day in my car, if I'm working out, it's an audio book. And if I really like it, I'll listen to a second one. And then it's just grit, never given up. I mean, it's all, in my opinion, it's all mental attitude and thinking, you know, that you're going to hear no a thousand times. Shit is going to go wrong. There's been times that I didn't know how I was going to make payroll. You know, I mean, those are the true trials that starting a company, especially we didn't have any VC or PE money. We bootstrapped this company from the beginning. And so we had to get very creative. So I don't know if I'm giving you one answer, but it's really grit. It's just not giving up and convincing yourself that it's going to work and just imagine it in the future and then finding a way to make it work. So today, as of today, we're midway through the year, a little bit more. What has been your strategy for growth? We could say this calendar year, this fiscal year, however you want to answer it. This year for us, we are going to grow probably about another 25% over the last year. But I really call this year for us is our foundation year. Mm -hmm. This is the year to create those processes and SOPs and put the right people on the right seat so that we are ready for some amazing growth. Like I have some very big dreams of getting into the heavy jet space in our fractional program, doing some acquisitions, but we want to make sure that the boat's ready to go to sea. So right now that is the year we're, we're obviously still focusing on sales and still moving the business forward, but it's our foundation year because big things are happening, mm-hmm. but we're going to do it right. We're going to do it slow. That's so great. You can't well. really do it wrong in your space. Like that wouldn't go very well. Yeah. I mean, That's just safety, but also, you know, if 60% of your sales is really referral-based, you need to make sure that you're offering something that is just untouchable. Yeah. Yeah. And those systems and processes do change from 17 people to 100 people to a bigger fleet, right? You're so right. What got us here is not what's going to get us to the next level. And that is our processes. It could be the the certain people. And so it's looking at that and and figuring out. Mm -hmm. I also believe hire people that are smarter than you. Like Tommy is so much smarter than I am in those areas. Michael, our VP of brand and marketing, like he is brilliant in those areas and releasing like my ego to let them run is one of the hardest things sometimes, but as like bringing Tommy in as a partner, for example, I promised myself I'd never have a business partner again. My last partnership in my car dealership ended up horrible. My two best friends that I never speak to, you know, it just was like, no, that was worse than my regular divorce. But this Your now- starter divorce? Yeah, right. <laughs> Hopefully the only one. But now it's like, okay, I know that I need to allow the people to- in their zone of genius, run with it and then support them and do everything I can to remove the obstacles out of their way. Yeah. So I see your business is branded Skyshare and sometimes I see CB Skyshare, which I'm going to assume are your initials. Tell me about that. So the company started as CB Aviation 14 years ago. Seven years ago, we rebranded to CB Skyshare when we started the fractional division and the charter division. 
And then just this year, my ego finally got small enough that we took, this is an old shirt. We took my initials off the company and now it's just SkyShare. Yeah, so that is the right. next evolution of the company. I really like the name, especially because you're doing fractional, like sharing the sky. And also, I hope that when we are sharing the sky, that we're not sharing it with too many planes that we actually can see with our own eyes. Okay, that's my own aside. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So what is today your biggest challenge that when we get off this call, you're going to go right back to solving, solving for planning? Yeah, great question. So last year was one of the busiest years in private aviation, like everything. Aircraft prices went up 20%. You could, it was like trying to buy a house. Everything, you couldn't buy it. I mean, people were just making these stupid offers. Well, this market changes very quickly. And so we went from one of the hottest markets to now it is much slower. And so we're working harder for, and we still want our increase. And so to answer your question is like, my mind is always back in sales and what's the next step. So I've got a sales meeting after this to meet with my team. And then I've got a proposal for a client later on this evening. For more information, go to the show notes where you're listening to this podcast. Want to know more about me? Go to my website, natashamiller.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you loved the show. If you did, please subscribe. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please leave a review where you're listening to this podcast now. I'm Natasha Miller, and you've been listening to Fascinating Entrepreneurs.